Good bitches, and welcome to this week's episode of How to Be a Good Bitch. I'm Jules Rangi Heyue. And I'm Jodie Clark, and we're just two good bitches trying to live good lives. Today, we are interviewing the fantastic Zilla Stacey, aka Miss Z off IG. Obsessed with her, aren't we, Jules? So obsessed. You guys are going to fall in love with her as we did even harder after our chat. Very fucking realistic. Yeah, Very she's a real earth. one for sure. We help a listener out with a um, a fingering question, Jodie. <laughs> Jodie doesn't know what the question's going to be, so stick around for that. Stick around. Please stick around for that. Uh, now, Jodes, I'm sure myself and the listeners are gagging to know, do we have a front runner in this uh, tr- love triangle race? I can't believe so many people care so much about my love life. We do. It cracks me the fuck up. Um, so we do. We do have a front runner at this point in time. Uh, is it enough to end things with the other guy or are you just going to keep him in the back pocket? No, it's not enough to end things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll tell you why. That is because my front runner in the development squad mm-hmm. is currently out of state. Mm. Shout out to COVID for mm. being the biggest cock block of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, so because he's not in Sydney... You know, a gal's got to do what a gal's got to do. Running around town for sure. So there is a front runner, but it's too early to say mm-hmm. what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. But less about me and my private life, Jules. <laughs> I want to put the spotlight back on you. Thank you. Well, by the time this drops, I will be a year older. Fuck it up if it's your birthday, bitch. You a bad bitch. And it's your birthday. Don't get it fucked up in the worst way. Yes. Two, seven. I'll be turning 27. So um, we're only, that means we're only three years apart. Yes, we're three years apart, you and I. 28, 29, 30. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go back to school. Ugh. That degree's a sham. I just counted on my fingers. <laughs> so, GBs, we are recording this a few days early because I want to turn the fuck up for my birthday. Um, I don't want to be coming home for a week. You know the drill. <laughs> True, true Virgo baby through mm. and through. Yes. Uh, but I am an Aries rising. So it's, I wanted to discuss this. Obviously, I think it's, I feel like horoscopes have really boomed within the last, I'd say, year. Yeah. Like really heavily. There's a lot. There's just always a lot of discussion about it. A lot of a lot of memes on IG. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Even Hinge boys have fucking cottoned on. They're really? like, yeah, I, I've noticed that they start saying like, um, fuck how much you make, like tell me your star sign or something. I'm like, okay, Zaddy. (laughs) But you, my love, are Aries. Yes. With a what rising? I'm an Aries sun, Aquarius moon, Mm -hmm. Gemini rising. Okay, so for those who um, aren't woo-woo like us, rising means how you present to the world, yes? Correct. So what does a Gemini rising, so how – People who first meet you, what would be their impression of you? So first impression of someone who has a Gemini rising would be they're definitely charming. They're the communicators of the Zodiac, Mm -hmm. um, often seen as being witty, humorous, um, maybe even a little bit scatterbrained sometimes Mm -hmm. because our minds are going so Mm -hmm. fast. 
Yeah, it's definitely how when people first meet you, it's how they kind of initially view you. Yeah. So, but you are an Aries. So, do you relate to being an Aries? Yes, the core of who I am now yeah. that I'm 30. Absolutely. Interesting because I um I did read that your rising sign starts to wear off as you get older. Yes. So, and that I, makes complete sense. I would so believe that. I, f- I feel more Aries now mm-hmm. than I mm-hmm. ever have. Mm-hmm. And obviously I've got Aries. I'm a Aries rising. So people who first meet me are saying to Jodes, if I mm. feel a bit insecure, if I'm not sure of you yet, or if I'm chucked into a big group, I'll act very Aries. So very um, forthright, very blunt, very independent and direct, which mm. it, can often come off as being very rude. Yes, I um, get that all the time. Which for people... People who know me as my true Virgo self know that being rude and not being polite for me is like my most hated thing. You are so polite. <laughs> like sometimes too polite. I'm like, babe, you don't need to be that polite. It's just my flatmate. It's all G. Ah! Tell, tell him to piss off. No, I love it. <laughs> but yes, definitely um, a true Virgo to the core, as Jody always likes to point out, very analytical, very grounded. Um, and very realistic. So a, a few of my friends won't they come to me for their problems, but if they can kind of feel that maybe it was their fault, they won't come to me because I will not. I, I'm, I so see things for how things are. It's so true that, yeah, it's like you don't go to Jules if you're not ready for a telling <laughs> off because she will hold you. She will hold your ass accountable. But in terms of our partnership, that's mm. been amazing for me because she's not afraid to call me on my shit. And because I'm naturally so aggressive, a lot of people are too scared to call me. Mm-hmm. on my shit but I don't intimidate Jill so for me I fucking love it <laughs> but in saying that you know just to gas each other up quickly mm. I often need Jodes because sometimes we do just have to jump head first yeah and um, we will do a, a, a woo-woo um, a full woo-woo at point we about our past lives and everything yes but sometimes we do just need to kind of hold our breath and just jump in whereas I want to see everything I want to make sure that like there's no other option we could take and you know the time is now so definitely a great partnership um, what else have I been up to? I went and got my laser done. So I get asshole vagina, <laughs> underarms, and I've started doing legs for winter because I can't be fucked shaving legs anymore. Yeah. But now as I've been looking at myself over the last couple of days, like butt naked, I think I've changed my mind. Maybe it's just getting such a year oh. older and wiser. I don't know if I fuck with being completely bold now. Really? I love, uh, now I'm starting to think that girls with like the 70s bush, they're just so cool. Yeah, a bit of hair can be sexy. so cool. But what's your um, outlook on on body hair? Well, look, I've had everything bloody lasered. Mm. So I'm bald eagle, Mm -hmm. just to let the listeners know, because I know they go to sleep wondering how much they need. They want to know what my coochie looks like. So here you go, sicko. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I've had I've had a Brazilian for years now. I've had my full legs done. I even get my butt done. Mm-hmm. Everything's been done. Um, I'm super pale as well, and mm-hmm. I've got um, really dark hair. Mm-hmm. So I'm like the best. You know, yeah, they yeah. would say they would I'm love the, you. I'm the dream candidate. It's really effective on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree with you. It, I've I've often thought about it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if I leave it for months, you yeah. know, through COVID and, and whatever, if I've left it, you notice the hair does grow back, but it's a lot finer. Yeah. And it's kind of a bit patchy. Yeah, completely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I have wondered if I did want to grow it back. Because I was watching um, I was watching Paul the other day and mm. she had a – and I feel my girlfriends have this – they have the landing strip. And I just find that yeah. the classiest, coolest 
it is pretty hot. thing I've ever seen. So, but now I'm like, shit, have I just zapped off all of my hair forever? Is, is this just what it is for now? Forever? So I've had the landing strip before. So mm. yeah, it, it's a vibe. It's nice having like the textural difference. Mm. Sorry, mm-hmm. the, te- the, the the difference there. Yeah. Um, look, I wouldn't worry. I've thought about it too. But look, if you leave it for long enough, babe, you're going to be Afro again. Thank goodness. It will, it will grow back, honey. So don't stress too much. You've got quite thick hair too. I do. So yeah. I reckon I reckon you could be babushkas if you left it long enough. Right, good. I can sleep well again. Can anyone is it if anyone's had these issues, can you please DM us your yeah. um, for JJ journey? Do you have a style that you like? What what's happening down there for you? We want to know. Yeah. Much actually, like, you're right. And has anyone been bejazzled? Yes. Maybe I, I should get that as a little as a little treat for myself. A little, little self treat. I get a little dollar sign and diamantes <laughs> on my pussy. Oh. Yeah, but no, valid question, valid question. Um, but look, I'd love to stay here and talk about our punani here, <laughs> but we do need to go to break. So before we come back, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Good Be Podcast. We love, love hearing from our good bitches. Good bitches, we are so excited to have the one and only Zilla Stacy, aka Miss Z, on with us for main topic today. Self-proclaimed Operation Bratstall and Big Booty Barbie, which we are here for. Zilla, for some of our listeners who are yet to stumble across your amazing online presence, how would you describe yourself? Oh, what a good one. Oh, um, first of all, hi, bitches. I think the best way to describe me, oh, I mean, plastic fantastic is always great, but with like a side of realness, a little bit of both. I would say a large helping of realness, babe. <laughs> a big old serve. Now, Zilla, oh, I have to ask, I've been trying to claim you <laughs> as a Perth girl like myself. Where are you from? Perth, I'm a Perth girl. Yeah! West is best, baby. We're about yeah. <laughs> Um, I actually grew up um, in Querreting. Do you have any idea where that is? No, give me North <laughs> Okay, so it is about two hours um east so kind of about an hour from from northern yeah oh you're a real um, Perth girl you're like a real yeah, west australian real, like a real country gal but i did all my teenage years in cottesloe we we live in cottesloe and have a house in cottesloe so that's me oh i'm a scarborough girl we're so close oh, two suburbs. <laughs> so close yeah i find that everyone from perth is either Fremantle, cottesloe or scarbs so good. Well, babe, to ask you are uh, such a smart operator in the digital space, what made you transition from your day job and events and just absolutely rocking that world to then sort of transitioning more to focus on your own personal brand? When I was working in events, I was running bride dealer events and I was also working for an events company here in Melbourne, which is I moved to Melbourne to do my events um post-grad degree and started working over here in events and I was working in really high-end stuff um, like private events and the races and the polo and things like that and I loved it but it was very high stress and I Mm. could cope with that but I couldn't cope with my boss and it was I feel like it's always the way it's you've got great staff you've got great people that you're working with and then you've got shitty management that just make you not want to come to work make just make you feel like you're just not good at anything 
And that's exactly what happened. And it got to a point where I just went, you know what, fuck this. I don't need to have this anxiety and this shit over a job that's not paying me that great when I'm earning them so much money. And I just quit and I went traveling for like eight months. <laughs> well, Jodie wow. and I are like looking at each other and <laughs> nodding so much because we so understand that of like liking your career but hating your job, if that makes sense. Yes, yeah. I've been yeah. through so many toxic work work cultures coming from advertising myself. I'm now on property, but I completely relate to just, oh, it really drains you. It's just draining, isn't it? Well, that's the thing. Like I was with events. Like I was having one client that was spending two, three hundred thousand dollars on an event, and you do like seven or eight events on a weekend, and you're getting paid to slave for twelve, fourteen hour days. And you just like I loved my job. I loved what I was doing. I was doing mostly event styling, and I loved my like team that I was working with. But it just was you're not getting paid enough, and you're being treated like shit. And then when it came to holidays. I would ask to go. I asked to go home to to Perth to see my goddaughter be born, and my boss laughed at me. Like I was asking Gosh. for so much, and I just was like, "No, this is not how I want to live for the rest of my life." Like it's just not typical, like millennial. Like I'm not doing that. <laughs> wow! Wow! And it's, it takes such bravery. Oh, uh, fuck! Our listeners are gonna love this. Oh show. my god! They're gonna <laughs> fucking hate you so much, wow. babe. It takes so much courage to do to do that. It really does. Mm. It's um, hard and I think like the thing with me, like I was just getting, my anxiety was never worse than when I was working mm. at that job. Like I was having panic attacks, crying, like it was just, it wasn't who I was and I was hate the misrepresentation of my personality based on that because it wasn't who I, who I was at all. I feel like it's just never worth your mental health, is mm. it? Mm-hmm. No, and that's exactly where I was. I was like, you know what, I just don't feel like this is for me. And that was, I think, four years ago. I was going, I, I flew up to see Dr. Naomi to get some um, Kybella done, which is a fat dissolver under the chin. And it was just because I wanted to get it done. It was no, like, I wasn't trying to be an influencer. I wasn't trying to do anything. I just didn't want to have a turkey net. I just didn't want to have a double gin. And when we got up there, she was like, oh, like her staff were like, oh, we can't actually Dr. Naomi doesn't do that injection. And I was like, no, listen, you listen to me. (laughs) I've just flown from Melbourne to Sydney for the day just for her to inject me, like go find her and get her to do it. And she ended up doing it for me and filmed like a little video because I think that they'd only had this treatment done on like two of their staff. It was really new to Australia at the time. And Mm. we popped that video up on her Instagram and overnight it got like two, three million views. It just blew up. Wow. And for the longest time, when you searched Kybella, the only things that came up was me and Khloe Kardashian. You can't exactly DM her and ask her about the treatment and ask her about the results. So that's kind of where all my influencing started. It was an accident. <laughs> wow. Speaking of, you're so open about your cosmetic journey, um, which is a topic that a lot of people are still very much keep on the down low. Mm. Why is it so important to you to be open with your followers when a lot of people are still very much smoke and mirrors? I think filler and boob jobs and cosmetic surgery of any sorts, lipo, facelifts, auditings, people are looking at that now, how it piercings and hair dye was looked at in like the 80s and 90s Mm. and I think that's the transition in growth in beauty 
People didn't want to talk about a facelift 20, 30 years ago. It was so taboo. It was taboo to get a piercing or a tattoo. And now it's super normal to get a piercing or a tattoo or colour your hair. And the same with filler and Botox. I've been getting filler and Botox since I was 18. I'm 29 now. So it's been something that I've been doing for such a long time. And if people ask me about it, I'm not going to lie because at the end of the day, I don't like being lied to. So I Mm. think just be honest about it. There's so many people doing it. And I think the problem around it is the misinformation. If people are wanting to get something done, they should be looking at Kylie Jenner's natural look without makeup, without filters, without that. And that's the photo they've got to take to their injector, not the filters, not the makeup, not all of the catfishing that goes on because it sets an unrealistic expectation for both the patient and the injector. Yeah, 100%. I saw your story today where you posted the Kylie photo and you're basically just sort of shining a light on, you know, the unrealistic expectations girls are taking these pictures of the Kylies and the Kims of the world into these surgeons and saying, I want to look like her. And it's like, well, honey, she didn't look like that before I got to her. (laughs) Well, that's exactly it. And the thing is, is people have such a high expectation on doctors and nurses, especially in the cosmetic plastics field. And they just come in and they think that they're magicians. Like Mm. you should go in with the expectation that you want to preserve yourself and look like your best self. You shouldn't want to go in and go, I look like A and I want to look like B. Like it's just, it's unrealistic and it makes the injector's job really hard. Mm. I feel like you've just got such a healthy, grounded view on cosmetic surgery as well, which is just so refreshing to hear. Mm. I think as well, like a lot of people, because I've been in the industry for so long, like you learn along the way. Like when I first started, like before I got into anything, I was in hair and beauty and that's kind of where my journey started. So for me, like, you know, you have that background knowledge of, okay, if I contour my face, it's going to create a shadow and it's going to look like this. If I add filler on top of that, it's going to look even more chiseled. So the, the one thing that I really wanted with my channels is to be able to give young women and old women and middle-aged women, everybody, guys, whatever, the facts mm. around cosmetics because a lot of people don't know, okay, with Kybella, you're expecting to do that over, say, a 12-month period and that in that 12-month period you're going to have two to three weeks downtime each time you go in. You have to expect that you're going to swell. The same with lips, you're going to bruise. Like some treatments you can get done like under eye filler and you won't even know that you've had it done because it's so minimal. There's no bruising, there's no swelling sometimes. Like it's the expectation that you have and you can set aside the time or whatever is required around that then. What would you say if if one of our listeners is contemplating getting – you know, a procedure done on their own body or their face or something that they've been wanting for a long time. Is there anything you would you would say to them before they go into making that decision? Research is like your best friend. When I was looking at getting my BBL done, I literally looked for four years before choosing a doctor. I spoke to, I had consultations everywhere because what people don't realize is, is consultations without a commitment is something that will be like so close to you. It's so beneficial to you. I had my BBL consultation in Miami, LA, Turkey, Spain, um, Thailand and Australia. And I wanted to see if all the doctors were going to give me the same information. 
Some of them I went in person and I spent thousands flying over and going and spending half an hour with them and it was the biggest waste of time and the doctors were just dicks and I just was like, there's no way you're doing my surgery, even though you're the best of the best. And then some people I had an online consultation and just got such a good vibe with. It, It just depends. Like you've got to do the planning, see what their work is like because often a lot of surgeons don't post their work on social media because they want to keep their patients' privacy confidential. And so then people go, oh, well, they don't post about it, so they're not a good surgeon. They Mm. are good surgeons. You just have to dig a little deeper than the surface level because often a lot of the doctors that are posting these incredible results a lot of the time they've been photoshopped or they've been tweaked a little bit or I've even seen videos that have been photoshopped from surgical results which is just so mind-blowing. So just to confirm BBL is Brazilian butt lift just for any listeners that aren't aware. Yes that's the butt that's the booty. (laughs) Um, What you're saying is so interesting because we live in such a time where you kind of don't have any um any substance to you unless you have a following but what you're saying is like don't fucking fall for the bullshit yeah it's so so many people buy followers like and that's the thing from from an influencer's perspective I see so many brands that go from 12,000 followers to 200,000 followers and they're all fake and they'll say it's so obvious isn't it so bad (laughs) so bad like these huge followings and they've got like maybe two comments. It's like, come on, love. We're smarter than that. Like that's – the other thing as well, like I find that I get so frustrated with all, like how you were saying with this smoke and mirrors. There's so many influencers that are saying, oh, come and do my fitness regime. Here's my fitness plan for a small waist and a big booty. It's going to guarantee you these results. And they've had a BBL. Completely. Yes, like, queen. I'm of like five on the top of my head right now. Like literally same. And like there's girls that I know that have got over a million followers and I'm like, I know because I, I used to work at clinics. I know because I've seen you in the patient files. I know because you've spoken to me. And yet they're ashamed <laughs> to talk to the public about it because they know that if they talk to the public about it, they're going to get absolutely ridiculed by the fitness industry. Mm. Do you think that's irresponsible in your opinion? I think it's fraud. Mm. straight up I think it's so wrong because I think the best way to go around it would be to say look I I train fucking hard I do so much work on my body and yet I still have bits that I need lipo and I just want to move the fat around there's nothing wrong with that it doesn't take away from the hard work that you've done it just Mm. says I need a little help and I had to go and get someone to fix it for me there's no shame in that end of day your body your choice right literally if you've got a crooked nose, for example, and it's something that you look in the mirror every day and you you hate it, you can't contour it, you can't fix it, you get bullied for it. People that have their ears pinned back, that's a huge one that people go years and years and years without ever, ever, ever wearing their hair back. Mm. And you can literally have a non-surgical ear pinning and people are bawling their eyes out because their whole life has now changed people just because they can tie their hair up. Like that's I don't think that someone should be shamed for that because it's something that is going to boost their confidence drastically, what, from a few stitches? 100%. Those are the stories I love to see, hey, when it's really boosted someone's self-confidence and they've taken ownership of that decision for themselves, not for anyone else, just them. And it's just the thing that I get, like, upset about is that it's so many men that go and get stuff done and they feel as though they can't talk about it because it's not the manly thing to do. Like, that's such bullshit in my opinion. Yeah, it is bullshit. 
Now, babe, we um we noticed obviously being being a little schnackies ourselves. <laughs> you call your followers schnacks. I love how you mix it up sometimes, and you're like, "Hello, my little schnackies." <laughs> it gives me life. It gives me energy. Um, where did schnacks come from? What was your inspiration? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just something that got like stuck. I, you know how you see all those memes when it's like the only snack in the house is me or like yes. I check the cupboard and I'm the only snack. So many people used to send me those memes and still do. And yep. then I think because I like I pronounce words so differently to most people. I like to abbreviate things. I like to take the piss out of everything and come up with just weird expressions. All my candles have got dumb names. Like it's just random. And with the, I always would say snack, snack. And like even like influencer, I always used to say influenza. And my mum used to rip the shit out of me because she's like, you know that that's, that's a, it's a disease. And I'm like, yeah, bitch, I am a disease. I'm everywhere. I'm like, come on. Oh, I relate to that so hard. I feel like I've got my own little <laughs> language too, so I feel that. Yes. I d- that's literally just what happened. And then, like, yeah, we I started saying it and then it caught on. And because I spell it a little bit funky as well, it kind of just caught on and it stuck and here we are. We've got a snack fam, so we, <laughs> we're just blowing up with it. Now, Zilla, what's probably the biggest misconception people have about you? Mm, that's a good one. Uh, um, I think it's like the typical, like, oh, I, I thought you were such a bitch until I met you. And then, which I find really funny because I find that often the people that say that are the ones that just will look at my profile and not go any deeper mm-hmm. because the way that I structure my socials is very strategic. If you were to look straight at my profile, it just looks like any other typical Instagram girl because that's structured towards brand deals and they want that polished look. They want to be able to advertise in that way. But then if you go onto my stories, it's a shit show. It's whatever goes. <laughs> we live for your stories, Jodie, and I've seen you that almost every day. I do have to ask, speaking of, I was going to say this to laugh at last, but now we're speaking of screenshots. Mm. I saw the funniest screenshot. I spat my coffee out, Zilla, and I, we had to discuss it right now. Mm. There was a screenshot. And you asked the question or someone asked the question, you're going to do a poll about it. And the question was, woman, if you sleep with someone and don't orgasm, does it count as sex? <laughs> I spat my out. Do you get these questions all the time? And it's funny because that particular, that particular post I got absolutely taken to town with for bullying men and their penis sizes. Oh, come on. No, I got a whole bunch of orgasm. I think because the video that I shared, it was talking about micro penises. But if they watched further in the video, they were also talking about um, orgasms and if you count it. So it's just kind of one of those situations. It's You're always going to have a Karen. You're always going to have a Susan and you're always going to have a negative Nelly. Like it's just the way the world works. People want to rip you apart for anything. I like go for it. Please try me. Please. Thank God, you. we say so much worse, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's it's just one of those things. And like with I've noticed with the polls that I've been doing recently, every now and then I'll just throw in like I love doing tell me a secret because it's funny because mm-hmm. I get all people's juicy goodness. And obviously we share it all, but it's anonymous. So everyone gets these really funny stories. But I know which one of you are dirty little whores. 
love we it. love it. We love it. And also how, um, how reassuring to know that they trust you with that stuff, Zilla. Like you've definitely built yourself s- a, such a loyal following. It's something to be very proud of. Oh, thank you. I think as well, like it's just all about education because a lot of people, I know when I was growing up, like I always felt like I was the oddball and that I didn't fit in and, you know, got bullied a little bit for being different. And I think as you grow and as I've had this platform, a lot of the followers that I have, they're all really in a similar boat. They feel like they don't fit in. They feel like they're asking a weird question. And I just want to normalize that. I want to normalize therapy. I want to normalize just everything essentially but especially late like last week I did um ask a question to a man that you're too shy and everyone was asking me these questions and vice versa men ask questions to women that you would normally be too shy to ask and it was funny because there were some questions in there that some guys messaged me being like what the fuck that's so, like such a stupid question why would like why would anyone even ask that and I'm like bro I don't know how many times you shake your dick before you put it in your pants after you wait <laughs> like, why would I know that like it's not a stupid question I just don't know that like I just don't I yet <laughs> people want to know the schnackies want to know <laughs> we want to know and I think it's so good because it gives a, a chance for guys to learn about women and women to learn about guys without having those awkward conversations with their partners potentially. Well, on that, on that sort of love line note, we do get a lot of questions from our GBs, as we call them, around sex, their love lives, dating. Do you find men are intimidated by you personally as a powerful woman? Um, I wouldn't say so much intimidated, but I feel like, yeah, kind of. I know it's it's interesting because a lot of my girlfriends that I've met obviously through the industry and just along along the way, a lot of women that have their own businesses and often make more money than men, mm. guys get a bit funny about it. I am not necessarily the type of girl that's like, you have to pay for everything and I have to pay for everything and let's go halves or anything like that. I just don't know why people get so funny about all of that stuff. But yeah. I do, I can understand how guys can get intimidated by it, but I just don't think it should be like that. Mm. What kind of man do you find sexy? Like, what does oh, Zilla want tall. from a man? Tall, like the tall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that was a glitch for a second. I took my headphones tall, off. Tall. Tall. It's so weird because I'm only five foot one. Everyone thinks that I'm really tall, but I'm such a midget, so, so small. And I somehow seem to attract all the tall guys. Some of my, like, exes or, like, past flings have been, like, 5'10", sorry, 6'10", 6'11". Like Stallions. Yeah, I like the big boys. You can climb them like a tree, honey. Yeah, I like. I just like that, and I think as well because I'm so fuck. <laughs> um, I don't want to crush some little boy. I don't want to snap you in half. <laughs> I've got big legs. I need someone that's like big, bigger than me, and to have a a bigger like. I just think they need to be tall. Tall is the vibe. I don't get really like when they they're that tall. It doesn't really matter what they look like because you can't see their faces. So if they're tall with a great personality, so fine. So you always, you almost, you always want to be dominated a bit. I'm not talking sexually; that's more Jules. But you want to feel like you're with someone that's sort of, um, how do I say? Yeah, this? maybe because you've got such a um, powerful Pers- energy yes. about you that yes. you feel a bit you've, femme for once. Yes, yeah, vibe. Like I think, like it's so nice to have someone that's like 
you know, just reach the things on the top shelf. Like dominate in all senses. I'm down for it. <laughs> yeah, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> Do you have any advice to women in their 20s who haven't yet stepped into their own power as a woman? I think with with the little ones, the little babies, it's so weird to think. I turned 30 this year and I'm like, 20 seems like 10 minutes ago. Like where did the last 10 years go? Um, oh, honey, I feel you. I just turned 30. Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Um, yeah, I just think with your early 20s, do it. Do I think like I see a lot of girls that I were really good friends with when I was in my early 20s that – we're in these really serious relationships and there's nothing wrong with that. But as you get older, a lot of women that I now know are like, oh, I didn't have fun in my 20s because I was in this serious relationship. Like mm-hmm. I think it's so important to enjoy your whore days. Like hold it up, sis. Like hold it up. Work out what you like, what you don't like. And with in the sense of business, like try everything. You know, I – did so many jobs where I did it for less than a year, six months, quit, hated it, started again. And I remember one of my old bosses saying to me, like, you know, I really want to hire you, but the thing that deters me is the fact that you have moved around so much on your resume. Like there's so many different jobs. And I was like, yeah, but I learned so many different things and I now have so many different skills from all of these different jobs. And I know that if something doesn't serve me, I'm going to move on from it rather than wasting time umming and ahhing for another 12 months and just being like, well, fuck, I just wasted a year. So that's my biggest advice. Try everything. Give it a go. If it doesn't work, okay, well, try 10 other things and one of them will stick eventually. So interesting that you're saying that because um, weirdly enough, I'm actually, it's my birthday this weekend, Zilla. uh, Thank you. A lot of people have been asking, um, how I've been feeling and I was saying to Jodes and I say it on the podcast, I feel like I'm I'm a teenager again. Like I just want max enjoyment in my life. Like that's yeah. all I want to do right now is weirdly like have fun and do hood rat shit. Like I'm going backwards. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's the thing is we put so much pressure on who we're meant to be. I know like for me, like I went and did my, not many people know, but I actually was a teacher for early childhood um, education before I went into events. I used to teach year ones all boys um at a private school and it's not that I didn't like it I did I enjoyed it but it just was so I did it because it's what my grandma wanted me to do and you know you get you go and you get a job you go to uni you get your family and I just was like I fucking hate this like I fucking hate conforming to some bullshit I don't believe in so I'm just going to do my own thing and if I get to 30 and I'm not sure what I'm doing oh well I'll see how I go when I get to 40 like it's not it's just a number. Like it's just enjoy the moment that you're at in life because it's your life at the end of the day. You're going to look back on the memories. You're not going to look back on the times you spent chained to a desk or chained to a part that you didn't enjoy. Like it's, yeah, you forget about those times. Here, yeah, yeah. here. Mm. Oh, God, when you, I'm all about the dipping it and doing it in your 20s. Yeah. You've got to do it. Mm. Um, you do. People look at you weird when you start doing that shit in your 30s. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we're shaming anyone who wants to, but um, no, something- go for it. But like, <laughs> it's easier to do it in your twenties because everyone's like, "Oh, you're young and stupid." When you get to thirty, they're like, "You really should know better." And you're like, "Yeah, I, I, sh- I should, but I don't." <laughs> you can, you can get away with more bullshit, can't you? Oh, one squillion percent, yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, look, thank you so much for your time. We've got to ask you, what is next for Ms. Z? What do we have to look forward to from you, babe? 
Oh, well, I mean, I'm doing my Bachelor of Nursing at the moment, so give me a little time to practice and then I'll jab you all as much as you need. Um, We're here for the testing. <laughs> not a problem. Come right over. I've got you covered. <laughs> um, but in the interim, I'm actually working on a cookbook, so hoping that that will be out by the end of the year if, you know, all of this COVID bullshit fucks off so that I can actually get to a manufacturer. Wow, I was <laughs> going to say. There's nothing that you don't do. You're incredible. I can't cook a sausage, so don't ask me to do that. I can't do basic. <laughs> oh, they're overrated sometimes anyway, babe. Don't even like a snag. Like they're so good, but like only from Bunnings. Well, thank you so much. Everyone, please go and follow. Not that she needs any of our help, but <laughs> this Z, so Z E double D on the gram. Zilla, you have been beyond what we could have ever have imagined today. Thank you so much. You are so well-spoken, so professional. Jodes and I are about to gas you the fuck up as soon as we hang up. <laughs> so thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us today. Oh, you're so welcome. And when all this is done, like, can we go for a beverage, you know? Abs- oh, you're speaking my language. Mate, I'm booking it right now, babe. the bottomless brunch. Let's do it. <laughs> Okay, Jodes, what the fucking hell? She is maybe the best person I've ever met. No shade <laughs> to my friends. I'm like, wow, what a fucking good bitch. I've actually got a girl crush on her. When she said that we that we could come to her house for a drink, I was like, I really want to go. I was like, oh, so you're one of us. Like, you're one of us. <laughs> I actually saw such um, a link oh god this is a it's going to sound like a stretch but I really resonated with everything she was saying about like do what you want and I think this is actually what we preach in the podcast every day totally do what you want but be real about it yeah and and also hold yourself accountable and and learn from those choices that you're making right completely what a fucking good bitch some people what a good bitch Jodes and I actually sat back and we looked at each other and I was like to Jodes She's going to run the country one day. Yeah, I'm. Like, that's ex- exactly how I feel. I'm expecting really big things um, from her as well, and I'm super excited just to see her journey continue. All right, guys, we better wrap this part up. Thank you so much for sticking with us um, until now. I know it's going to be a, a longer one, but um, a very exciting one. Stay with us because after the break, we have our listener question, and fuck, it's funny. You'll definitely want to hear this. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see you then. Okay, guys, we are back with listener question. I cannot stop giggling at this. Jodes has no idea what this is. I'm secondly looking at me about this fucking question. Because I feel like we've all been – anyway, let me get into it, okay? Okay, just get into it. Listener says, good bitches, help. My mans who's not my mans won't wash his hands before he fingers me, exclamation. (laughs) What? What do you – what happens when you're with a booty call and you don't think they're kind of up to those hygiene standards, Jodes? Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm just trying to think if I've been um, – I'm taking my back to a time relatively recently when I was on a couch with a guy and things were getting steamy. I didn't think to myself, has he washed his hands in the last hour or so? Is that a thought that comes to your mind? Because you- I didn't even think about it. I don't, if I'm in heat of the moment, but what I think has happened, if I can give a little bit of a backstory, okay. I think that they might have been eating like a, a bloody Woolworths 
pull apart chicken <laughs> and they've done the old bread rolls. You know how it's a classic Aussie. And I just think that she's watched him pull apart chicken and I don't know, like just doing lots of um, unsanitary things. And then he's put it in. Like what if he put some chili paste on his fingers? I was just about to say that if he's been handling a big old chili situation, honey, yeah, that, no. I mean, you need to fucking run. Completely. That, that will burn your shit. But how do you bring broach the subject of like, let's all wash our hands before you go down on me or something? You, I think situations like that, it's, it's always good to bring a bit of comedy into it. Completely. And just say, oh, you're going to, oh, you're really going to go for gold yeah. after we just smash that bloody Big Mac. Yeah, yeah. Just make a bit of a joke about it. And then if, even if the girl was to get up herself and say, I'm just going to pop to the loo and wash my hands. Yeah. Why don't you join me and then we can get back into it? Yeah, like yeah. just make it like it's a thing you're doing together yeah, yeah. or you do it yourself and yeah. he should be encouraged to follow suit. Yeah. Does that make no, sense? No, it makes complete sense. And I think that that's the way to handle it is definitely by almost in a humour, jokingly way. It's like, you know when your parents used to um, sniff your um, shoes and they'd be like, poor, you know, like they'd really, they'd really over-exaggerate it. And then I would like, like grab Poor. his fingers yeah. and like be like, poor, like that smells like last night's tie. Like yes. we're going to have to wash our hands. Like, honey, that's a situation. I need you to deal with that and then we can go down under. 100%. So definitely in a jokey way, yeah. being like, Brad, we washing our hands before you enter me or nah? Like a nah. We're not just not doing that, are we? So, GP, I hope that this has helped. I did love receiving this in our DMs. I had such a fucking laugh. But jokes with our confession, are you going to hit me with one? I mean, I, something needs to be said to the good bitches because I've had quite enough. Oh Truly. I'm sick of the fuck shit. We do not have a confession this week. Oh, it's everyone's favourite. It, it was everyone's favourite. <laughs> It was everyone's favourite. Um, now the listener question seems to be everyone's favourite segment. We're just not getting the juicy confessions like we used to. Mm. So as punishment, there will be no confession this week. I'm sorry, Jules, but it had to be done. It has to be said. Please step it up, GBs. I know you can do better. I know you fucked your teachers. I know you're fucking out there, out there dipping and doing it with your best mate's dad. Mm. So stop holding out. Send us your confessions. We've got a hot new website, don't we, Jules? Mm -hmm, yep. And they can go to contact, they can scroll down and they can simply write their message, remain totally anonymous, totally you guys. Anonymous. You don't even have to put in your name. You don't even have to put in your email. You literally just send your message and it goes straight to our inbox. No one will even know who you are. Mm. So... We know you're out there doing some freaky shit. Shout out to you, Melbourne. You're the freakiest of all. You're an ISO. I know what your bitches are doing. Completely. Okay, so stop holding out and sending your confessions, please. You know what? In in due time, if if nothing comes to the table, I'm just going to start telling all of my hoe friends stories and they're going to be like, wait a minute. I also got <laughs> fucked behind the bakery. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and we're going to start dropping names. <laughs> so there'll be, to all of Jules's friends, <laughs> you better start sending them in because each week we'll be exposing all you hoes. Okay, guys, on that note, we had better wrap it up. Please do us a huge favour. Tell someone you love about us. Get them hooked onto us. Um, you can like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Please visit at us at www.goodbepodcast.com. You can listen to all of our apps, write us some love notes, leave, leave us a confession, a question, anything Nudes. you want. I haven't had a good nude in a while. I'd appreciate a few of those. Same, same, same. All right, guys, we're out. See you in a couple of Tuesdays. Peace. Peace.